0: One, and welcome to Chapter Brothers. My name is Nick Ackerman, and my
1: name is Kevin Ackerman.
0: All right. Today we're going to continue on with uh, the drawing of the three. We actually are starting a new chapter today. Yes, that is indeed. called, um, well, a new sub chapter within the prisoner. Um, uh, what the heck True. Is I it think called?
1: the prisoner is the sec. Well, huh? Well, this is definitely Chapter Four. So I think I guess the prisoner would be like part one. Or yeah,
0: okay, so the pr- prisoner's like the unit, alright? I yeah, guess. Yeah, but it so. says chapter four, the tower.
1: The tower, yes. Uh-huh. So which tower we will find out.
0: I guess so. But before we do, Kevin, it's time for the Stephen King trivia. Dun da um, da <laughs> Alright, so uh continuing on with our chronological um Stephen King trivia, uh we're now moving into nineteen eighty-two. So this is the year that The uh, Gunslinger was published, um, but mm. this other book came out before it.
1: Uh, is it Different Seasons?
0: It is not Different Seasons.
1: Okay, damn it. All right, so then I'm going to say, because I thought Different Seasons was around the same time, but I'm going to say, is it Christine?
0: uh nope okay so this is the last of the Richard Bachman books in the um oh hmm the, the, what became the Bachman books I think that one was done in 1987 also um, true this is the last of the uh so then the, would this be thinner uh nope this is uh let's see it was also made into a movie the movie was extremely different than the book uh <laughs> the movie starred an action star as the lead and that is it de- the running man? The Running Man, yes.
1: There we go. Fourth <laughs> times the charm. <laughs> there you
0: go. Uh, do you know the name of the the protagonist in that?
1: book? Oh, not even close. He's he's just Arnold Schwarzenegger at this point.
0: It's <laughs> uh, Ben Richards. Ben Richards. Ben Richards. Okay. And yeah, the, the plot is very different. It's it's you know set set in dystopian times, um, okay. and it is basically a reality show um, yeah. where this person is running for their life, but. Um, instead of sort of it being in, like, this, like... I, I'm trying to remember the movie. It's been so long since I saw it, but, um... I believe it was in some sort of, like, arena or whatever, like, gladiators almost. Uh, I and,
1: think it was it was kind of, like, set up in this, like, huge complex. Yeah, I guess so. But, like, yeah, sort yeah. of Hunger Games style, where it was, like, inside and outside,
0: sort of. Exactly. And I was thinking Squid Games, too. Um, mm, true. True. <laughs> Um, But anyway, in in the book, it seems like it takes place in the world. Like, the guy can go anywhere in the world, and these people have to track him down, which to me is way cooler, you know? I would think, (laughs) yeah. It's a lot harder for people, and then he ends up, you know, uh, causing some social change, it seems, in this dystopian world. So, it seems like a real cool book, and I'd like to read it. I
1: think that (laughs) happens in the movie, too, yeah.
0: Oh, is it? Cool, cool.
1: Um, yeah that it, it becomes a whole a whole thing that you know because he was uh I don't know like it, it's televised too so it it, it 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 is kind of like you know proto hunger games where they have all well I think except I guess in uh running man he's what is he he he's like an ex-con or something and uh, uh... basically just battling for this chance for is he, is it battling for his freedom or is he battling for money? I forget what.
0: So, uh, I don't know about the movie. I was reading about the plot of the book. Um, okay. it seems like he's, yeah, down his luck. He's unemployed and he's, um, uh, his daughter is very sick. So he, mm. he's doing this to, to get money for his family. Basically he's a, a desperate man.
1: Indeed. As they um, always are. Yeah.
0: Uh, but anyway, Stephen King, like I was looking at um, a quote from him about it, and he really disliked um, the movie The Running Man. He said, just, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger was, was not the right person um, to take the role. I'm trying to look for the exact quote. Do, do, do. Uh, I it. But anyway, he said it shouldn't have been an action star, it shouldn't have been somebody that was recognizable as um, Ben Richards. Just should have been every man, basically, you know.
1: Which is always the—I mean—I feel like I've heard that a lot. That you know, yeah, when uh, two famous people get attached to a project, then the original writer gets annoyed that it's you know, it's uh, like um, not how they imagined it in their head or something. Like I remember at one point, uh, I. I think it may have been actually Stephen King himself talking about, you know, the as soon as you see one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Whenever you read the book, you're always going to be imagining Jack Nicholson as Randall Patrick Inc. Murphy. so yeah. it's harder to divorce the the star from the this the is character.
0: True. I just don't Which, understand why I, I, I exactly
1: proved the point that you know I didn't remember the character's name. All I remembered was that it was Arnold Schwarzenegger. So I guess right.
0: he's right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, unfortunately, because I, I just don't understand why uh, filmmakers want to change basic plot points. You know, like that. Mm, doesn't I mean, make a lot sense. of the time. <laughs>
1: a lot of the time it's just to make the movie more marketable and to make yeah. sure that people... Because really, when it all comes down to it, movies are just a money-making uh, venture, then that's the only reason why producers or studio execs will agree to pay for, you know, actors and all the entire small town that goes into creating every movie uh, between all of the you know set designers and lighting and audio and all of the various... Uh, different mm-hmm. people that have to be employed to for this thing so they got to look for a uh, return on their investment so they anything that they can do to be like oh well more special effects more famous names more you know flash and whatnot <laughs> so it unfortunately it does often come at the downfall of the you know artistic uh, creativity and whatnot and yeah, unfortunate when that happens yeah Exactly, um, And we end up in a situation where we are Nowadays where it seems like 90% of the movies that are made are either Sequels or reboots or Everything is stuff that people already know
0: Exactly um, Yeah, in this article I was reading about How um, Stephen King felt About The Running Man, the author actually mentions The Dark Tower in it too hmm. In saying that um, The Idris Elba movie Was not, it missed the mark and, Exactly uh, <laughs> I haven't seen it But um, so going back to true. To dark, be
1: fair, I haven't seen it either. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, so, so you don't even. I was going to ask uh, who plays Eddie Dean, and I
1: don't even think there is an Eddie. They they like super compressed oh, it down. Just, oh okay. Wow. From from what I know, it's just Roland, Jake, and the Dark, and the the Man in Black. Oh, interesting yeah
0: all right. well anyway
1: yeah i would have to read it i would have to watch it to to know for sure but yeah right. the, from what i like compressing a seven book series into one movie just seems a little insane
0: yeah i'm gonna wait to finish reading the entire series before watching anything because right they're coming out with the tv show
1: yeah exactly so. yeah so definitely we gotta uh put the pedal to the metal and uh, yeah, keep reading to
0: keep moving along here all right <laughs> all right so uh chapter four the tower i
1: um,
0: will just start one Eddie Dean was sitting in a chair the chair was in a small white room it was the only chair in the small white room the small white room was crowded the small white room was smoking Eddie was in his underpants Eddie wanted a cigarette the other six no seven men in the small white room were dressed the other men were standing around him and him. three no four of them were smoking cigarettes Eddie wanted to jitter and jive Eddie wanted to hop and bop, Eddie sat still, relaxed, looking at the men around him with amused interest as if he wasn't going crazy for a fix, as if he wasn't going crazy from some simple claustrophobia. Uh, The other in, in his mind was the reason why. He had been terrified of the other at first. Now he thanked God the other was there. The other might be sick, dying even, but there was enough steel left in his spine for him to have some left to loan this scared 21-year-old junkie. <laughs> uh, I think that's just a great way to start the whole thing, because you, you don't need, oh, you totally. actually know who is in control with each paragraph. Mm. You know? Like, exactly. as it started, I'm like, wait a minute, Eddie doesn't think like that. Oh, okay, so this is Roland's yeah. in charge here.
1: This is Roland's influence, yeah, exactly. Like, I love that it starts with like, basically, it's almost like cinematic, the way that it describes it. it you start on Eddie in a small chair, the chair's in a small white room, and the room is crowded, and then the room is smoky, Eddie's in his underpants, Eddie's looking around, uh, 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 he's looking around at the smoky room, he wants a cigarette, and then you realize that there's six, no, actually seven men, in this small white room, and they're all enclosing the him. Yeah. Rolling just this very slow slim- the borders,
0: just like court tells him you know how many people are exactly me? what's going yeah. on how can i what is my advantages here or my disadvantages precisely <laughs>
1: yeah what's the best way to act and roll and and you can tell that eddie is definitely taking all of his cues from roland at this point because uh, like just that like relaxation that you just talked about is just very much like uh i feel like it's it's definitely the whole reason why they have him as the only person, like, there's like six or seven other people surrounding him, is to make Eddie feel alone and cornered and like he has no friends in the world, but little do they know that Eddie mm-hmm. actually has somebody in his corner who's, you know, the, the, uh, in the, the Rocky movie uh, uh, yeah, anal- analogy in my head, Look. Yeah, Mickey is like in the back, like, uh, rubbing Come his I shoulders and, you
0: can I back.
1: <laughs> yeah he's, he's feeding him the water out of that squeeze bottle yeah exactly
0: <laughs> he's getting tired Mark you can do it Yeah. they don't want to ask these questions anymore Eddie you'll be fine they got nothing <laughs> yeah. just keep just keeps saying the bullshit story as long as they uh-huh. don't have any
1: evidence there's nothing they can pin you on
0: Yep, and that's what uh, pretty much happened oh I just did want to say when it said Eddie wanted to jitter and jive was that like <laughs> Roland being like shut up Start, we're not jittering <laughs> and jiving right now or I don't know <laughs> I was wondering what that little line uh, meant
1: well I mean I think it's more just uh, kind of Eddie's vernacular kind of that he wants to jitter and jive and hop and bop and I don't know like I feel like this is also Stephen King thinking this is how 21 year olds talk so it's it's a little bit of a disconnect of a disconnect
0: well it was like but then Eddie sat still so it's like Roland's like yes these might be what your in- your impulses are telling you but resist mm-hmm. your impulse you freaking idiot Exactly. year
1: old yeah. <laughs> yeah. The junkie shuffle as they call it at some point. Uh, but basically just I feel like it's it's definitely kind of any Because I feel like that's the whole point of him sort of being in withdrawal from heroin, that he's sort of feeling these like itchy instincts and he wants to like move, he wants to shake, he wants to do all this stuff. But because he's got Roland in his corner saying, no, the more that you confirm what they assume about you, the less likely they are to let you go. So you have to act like a person who has never done heroin. You have to act like a person who is relaxed and knows they are innocent. So you have to act completely casual. So I feel like just that kind of, uh, and I, I don't even know if it's like something that Roland literally says. It might just be sort of an unspoken subconscious sort of communication going on between the two of them that I love.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, me too, absolutely. It's like they're becoming friends in this little section. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So then,
1: yeah, after that, we've got Eddie kind of going through his story that he says he's uh, told them several times already. Uh, One of the customs guys says, that's a very interesting mark on your chest. Looks like a stripe, like you had something taped there. And all of a sudden and all at once decided it would be a good idea to rip it off and get rid of it. I picked up (laughs) an allergy in the Bahamas, Eddie said. I told you that we've been through this several times. I'm trying to keep my sense of humor, but it's getting harder all the time fuck your sense of humor another one said savagely and eddie recognized the tone it was the way he himself sounded on the night he spent uh he himself sounded when he'd spent half a night in the cold waiting for the man and the man didn't come because these guys were junkies too the only difference was guys like him and junk, him and henry were their junk and I just love that, you know, it's all just about addiction on various sides of like, Absolutely. oh, yeah, we're going to get another junkie. Yeah, this, this one's going to be awesome. This one's going to lead us to the, to the big guy. And this is going to be the score we've always been waiting for. And really, it's the exact same sort of addictive mentality on both sides. so
0: Which was very prescient of uh, Stephen King at the time. Well, I mean, I guess everybody knew that, but it was, it was right at the height of the whole just say no um, Precisely, the war in on drugs. Yeah, war on drugs and everything. And really, it didn't work, you know. No. So. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. True. Yeah, it's so much, and not to mention, I feel like it so uh, clearly shows that these uh, would these be the customs officials? Or yeah, he says one of the customs men. Uh, basically. It's it, it's not it's never any kind of like uh, trying to help these people or trying to stop the drug trade or whatever. They just want to hurt the individual people that they dislike. So it's that whole kind of mindset. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Um.
1: But then uh, let's see. So he point, he points out the the place where Eddie accidentally stabbed himself, and Eddie says. Uh, what, this, this red mark, my rash, it itches. Uh, I fell asleep on the plane. Uh, check the stew if you don't believe me. Why wouldn't we believe you, Eddie? I, I don't know. Do you usually get big drug smugglers or snooze on their way in? Uh, mm-hmm. g- he paused, gave them a second to think about it, and then held out his hands. Mm-hmm. Some of his nails were ragged, others were jagged. When you went cool turkey, he had discovered, your nails suddenly became your favorite munchies. I've been pretty good about not scratching, but I must have dug myself a, g- a damn good one while I was sleeping. Or while you were on the nod, that could be a needle mark. Eddie could see it. Uh, they both knew better. You shot yourself up that cl that close to the solar plexus, which was the nervous system switchboard, you weren't ever going to shoot yourself up again. So I just, I, I love that Eddie is kind of, I, I just love that Stephen King writes Eddie very smart. Like, uh, Eddie knows like that. Okay. Yeah. If you shoot up like right in the center of your chest, you will immediately die. That's mm-hmm. that, that is no place to, uh, Wait, take a needle. He knows how I did. Um,
0: Well, especially, I guess he's hiding it now because he knew he was going to be the mule.
1: Um, Precisely, yeah. Uh, Yeah, a little later on. um, One thing he skipped was
0: Publisher's Clearinghouse, which, you know, it kind of dates things, but I was doing some research on that, and I was like, why am I researching this? Who cares? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but anyway they, they uh, you know how they had the sweepstakes and everything But uh, true yeah
1: where well, they come to come to the door with the giant check and all
0: yeah yeah but was apparently they, yeah. they got sued well there's two different ones there's Publishers Clearinghouse and like American Family Publishers or something which was like they had commercials with like Dick Van Dyke and Ed McMahon
1: Ed McMahon I remember that yeah
0: yeah yeah well anyway both of them were kind of not on the up and up
1: <laughs> oh really? Huh. huh. I mean, it seems like a scam. Really, like who would just come to your door for no reason and give you a giant check?
0: Well, yeah. I used to fill them out though in the eighties. I was like, oh. never know, mom. <laughs> never know. I'm send it in. You'll be thanking me when we get a million. <laughs> we didn't win ever, but you know. <laughs> hmm.
1: How much did you have to send? Or was it just fill out a card? Uh, it was just fill the thing there was out. No
0: money. Well, that was what the um, lawsuit was about. It was is that people who got the subscriptions had a better chance of winning when really that wasn't supposed to be something. And it was a lot of like just uh. the, the wording that they use. It was like, you have won this much or you have, it's it just, um, I don't know. A bunch of legalese. I think Publisher's Clearinghouse yeah. is still around. It's still a thing. Huh. I just, I don't think they, they just do the sweepstakes, uh, lower scale these days. I don't know. Gotcha. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, I figured if Stephen King mentions it, I will talk about Publishers Clearing.
1: Yeah, why not? <laughs> it's true. There, are, there are so many pop culture references in this book. I love it. Yeah, like right after here, he says, uh, uh, "For an innocent Lambkin, you know, you know, an awful lot about dope, Eddie." What I didn't pick up from Miami Vice, I got in the Reader's Digest. Now, tell me the truth. How many ti- times are we going to go over this? So, okay. like, and also, the Reader's yep. Digest was always sitting right on top of uh, the the toilet tank uh, growing up.
0: Yep, absolutely. <laughs> Definitely, Reader's Digest and the Catholic Digest. Yeah, <laughs> I was actually looking up um, Reader's Digest um, articles in the '80s about uh, drugs and stuff, and like fighting mm. the the war on drugs. And there was like, a bunch of them I found. So, Reader's Digest is all over. And Miami Vice had just come out like the year before. Really? Like, when oh. did Miami Vice start? And it was like '86. So. Oh. Stephen King trying so to It's a very, on the pulse when he's writing things. You know? He was indeed. And also <laughs> a show
1: that lasted the, the what do you call, uh, passed the test of time, uh, that people still know about Miami Vice, I should say.
0: Uh, yeah, well, I don't know if everybody knows about
1: it. I True, was a, I don't know was if was like kids do. There? Wasn't there a reboot? Yeah, there was a reboot of Miami Vice, I think, yeah. And uh, Don Johnson still in things here and there, and I feel like he's still making it as an actor.
0: Is the other guy's name? Philip Michael Thomas? You yeah, have three names.
1: Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I, I haven't seen him in anything. Hmm.
0: No. Uh, anyway, that was 40 years ago? Yeah, almost.
1: Oh, no. Uh, third, uh, I'm not 40 yet. Uh, hey, so, 30. How old are you, yeah. Kevin? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so uh, at the time of this recording, that would be 37, I think, 38. Okay. 37, 37, yes.
0: Okay, if you're as old as Miami Vice, that's what
1: I'm going to say. I am, I am Miami Vice years old, yes.
0: yes. <laughs> Met 7, World, won a World Series since Kevin.
1: <laughs> also true, yes. the I am uh, a number of random benchmarks. Uh, there was, uh, I think, what was it? Uh, the bathroom in Teresa's basement is exactly one Kevin tall, because I can <laughs> like stand up to like my full height, and Dennis has to crouch a little bit. <laughs>
0: That's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would probably have to crouch just a tad. A I tad, I'm, yes. I'm getting shorter. Yeah. My mm.
1: anyway,
0: that uh, does
1: occur. Yeah, <laughs> spinal cord and whatnot.
0: So he's got a lot of explaining to do, Eddie, and he seems to be exactly. up to up to the task of being cool. Well, Roland really is. Um,
1: so say yeah. Ricky Ricardo, indeed.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I was looking up does. Would um, cocaine dissolve in water? Um, no, it doesn't. Like, especially that amount. Mm. And as quickly as they think, yeah. as they would have drained it from when it occurred. Mm. Um, but it would have taken a really long time. So I think he said he was in there for two hours, right?
1: He was in the bathroom for two hours? or no, no. no, no, no he, he was in the... In the white room. Like, the white room, exactly.
0: Yeah, for two hours. Um, so when they found this, the fourth agent held up a small plastic baggie. In it were several fibers that... These are filaments. We'll get lab confirmation, but we know what sort they are. They're filaments of strapping tape. I didn't take a shower before I left the hotel, Eddie said for the fourth time. Oh, I didn't take a shower before I left the hotel. I was out by the pool, getting some sun, trying to get rid of the rash, the allergy rash. I fell asleep. I was damn lucky to make the plane at all. I had to run like hell. The wind was blowing. I don't know what stuck to my skin and what didn't. (laughs) Um... I, I'm still deciding what voice to use for Eddie. I thought I caught one there that you were doing. so, so
1: like, I
0: was doing a lot. I, I was New trying to go a little, bit, like, a little New York-y. Hey, What? <laughs> <Hey. laughs> <laughs> Give me a break over <laughs> here. He's like, John Travolta. Or something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to liven it up. We're trying to make our, our voices sound a little bit different than, uh, you, you know, just our regular narrator voice. <laughs> Well, I was just
0: trying. I was trying to make his cadence right in that one because it seems like he's been repeating this exactly. a bunch of times. Yeah, you
1: were be- you were better <laughs> on the second pass. I would say, yeah, because uh, I agree. That was a good note. <laughs>
0: the fourth time, uh, and these aren't needle tracks. Um, mosquito bites. I told you, almost healed. Jesus Christ, you can see that for yourself. Uh, they could. This deal hadn't come up overnight. Eddie stopped arm popping a month ago. Henry couldn't have done that, and that was one of the reasons it had been Eddie, it had to be Eddie. He absolutely had to fix. He had taken it very high in his upper left thigh, where his left testicle lay against the skin of the leg. As he had the other night, when the sallow thing had finally brought him some stuff, that was okay. Mostly, he had just started, something with which Henry could no longer content himself. This caused feelings Eddie could, couldn't exactly define. A mixture of pride and shame. They looked here. If they pushed his testicles aside, he could have some serious problems. Blood tests could cause him problems even more serious. That was one step further than they could go without some sort of evidence. Evidence was something that they just didn't have. They knew everything but could prove nothing. All the difference between world and want. His dear old mother would have said. Mosquito bites. I feel it. Yes. There we go. Yeah. Uh, let's stop right there. Yeah, oh.
1: yeah. I feel like that's that's a phrase that Stephen King's mom would have used. All oh, the difference between world and want, because mm-hmm. that feels a little bit more old timey to me. Yeah. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Oh, yeah, mm. you want this? Well, you can't have it, <laughs> mm. or you you just don't have it. You know, you can want all you want, but um, yeah. So they don't have the evidence, but he knows that if they look harder, they'll find some.
1: Exactly. Basically, they're just trying to wear him down and keep sweating him out until Eddie makes a mistake, and Eddie knows that this is what they're doing, so he just keeps giving them the exact same story the exact same way over and over again, and knows that if this was the truth, that's what he would do, so he has to just keep it cool and keep going. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Um, so yeah, that's what all section one is about is just this interrogation here. Um, have you ever been interrogated by the police, Kevin? I have not. (laughs) Um, I have not. I don't think so. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to incriminate myself. I I don't, I have not been interrogated (laughs) for anything. (laughs) I've never been in trouble with the police. I, I follow the law. Um,
1: true i've definitely been stopped for like traffic things but and even then that's about the closest i've ever gotten where it's basically just me saying like yeah i'm you know i was late for work i'm sorry i, I was going too fast mm-hmm. that's about all i got yeah. do you
0: think you could keep your cool or you'd be like oh, i don't know you, you would no, run out I think good. so
1: <laughs> no i feel like i would I, i'm pretty sure i would keep my cool
0: yeah, and they're just trying to get this score. Like, they, they need to get this bus, this drug bus. Oh, this is what our jobs is, is customs. We're looking for this guy. Exactly. And, and honestly, they, they got him, but <laughs> he miraculously hid the drugs. So Exactly. He had a secret
1: doorway to a place that they can't access. So, the, the one thing that they couldn't uh, foresee.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Allergic reaction before he went to the Bahamas.
1: Exactly. Yeah, the, the one thing that I noticed before was he was like, uh, you were in my face so close to look at my pupils, I thought you were going to soul kiss me. Uh, is that like a... I've, I, I never really heard that phrase before, a soul kiss. Is that yeah, like a... Yeah, I don't, I don't even know what that, that
0: means. Really, well, it makes me think of the Dementor's kiss, but obviously, True. our clutter came many years later. Oh, uh, apparently
1: soul kiss is another term for French kissing. Oh, huh, there okay.
0: you go. That's what I was thinking he meant, but okay. <laughs> ah, hmm. French kiss, of course. Um, yeah, Ugh, gross. I hate when somebody gets that close to my face. That that yeah. makes me that makes me uneasy. I usually like take a step back. I'm like, can you please?
1: Yeah, I I am not this much of a close talker <laughs> as you are, sir.
0: <laughs> it happens a lot. Like oh, if man. you're like a, in a loud room or something, or like music's playing, and oh, someone's yeah. like shouting in your ear, you're like, oh god, mm-hmm. it's horrible. You're spitting on I, me. I can feel it. <laughs> yeah, I can
1: smell the beer that you just drank. Please. Yes, uh, <laughs> Uh, so let's see so ooh uh, and this part I love too where uh, let's see so if you're clean why would not you take a drug test this was the first guy again the guy with the cigarette in the corner of his mouth it had almost burned down to the filter
0: yeah so their breath smells like cigarettes too so that's another thing that exactly coffee cigarettes just coffee cigarettes and just,
1: uh, coffee, cigarettes, and just the, uh, the one guy smelled like Maalox yeah so uh, he's
0: definitely got some uh, gastrointestinal issues
1: <laughs> right Eddie was suddenly angry, white-hot angry. He listened inside. Okay, the voice responded at once, and Eddie felt more than agreement. He felt a kind of go-to-the-wall approval. It made him feel the way he felt when Henry hugged him, tousled his hair, punched him on the shoulder, and said, You done good, kid. Don't let it go to your head, but you done good. You know I'm clean, he stood up suddenly, so suddenly that they moved back. He looked at the smoker who was closest to him. And I'll tell you something, babe. If you don't get that coffin nail out of my face, I'm gonna knock it out. The guy recoiled. You guys have emptied the crap tank on that plane already. God, you had enough time to, been, had to have been through it three times. You've been through my stuff. I bent over and let one of you stick the world's longest finger up my ass. Uh... I'll pass over the next part. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. He glared up at them. You've been up my mass, you've been through my stuff, and I've been sitting here in a pair of jockeys with you guys blowing smoke <laughs> in my face. You want a blood test? K, okay. bring in somebody to do it. They murmured, looked at each other, surprised, uneasy. But if you do it without a court order, Eddie said, whoever does it better bring a lot of extra hypos and vials because I'll, I'll be damned if I'm taking a piss alone. I want a federal marshal in here, and I want each of you to take the same goddamn test, and I want your names and IDs on each vial. So Eddie is like he's gone into
0: full like <laughs> so yeah. over at this point because that's what it seems I like. I think Roland's so. Like, go ahead. You yeah, you, you've been good this whole time. I've been controlling you, but now you can let your emotions go. As long as
1: you're <laughs> I don't even know if Roland was the one in control. I think Eddie literally Eddie was the one who was like moving, you know, the gears and wires and whatnot. But I feel like okay. just knowing that Roland was there was enough. Like that's that was the about. whole yeah, that was the point of my, my Rocky analogy, that yeah. all he needed was Mickey in the corner, and, and he was good to go. I got
0: you. You got nothing on me, copper. You got nothing yeah, on me. Exactly.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so and then, uh, yeah, so then one of them says, oh, boy, you're lawyer. And then uh, Eddie's like, yeah, as a matter of fact, I don't currently have one, but yada, yada, yada. Uh, so then there was a thick, difficult silence. I'd like you to take your shorts again. Uh, I'd like you to take down your shorts again, please, Mister Dean. One of them said. This guy was older. This guy looked like he was in charge of things. Eddie thought that maybe, just maybe, this guy had finally realized where the fresh tracks might be. Until now, they hadn't checked his arms, shoulders, his legs, but not there. They had been too sure they had a bust. I'm through taking things off, taking things down, and eating this shit. Eddie said. You want you get someone in here, and we'll do a bunch of blood tests, or I'm getting out now. Which do you want? that silence again and when they were looking at each other eddie knew he had won we won he admit he amended <laughs> what's your name fella roland yours is eddie eddie dean you listen good listen and watch give him his clothes the older man said disgustedly i don't know what you had or how you got rid of it but i want to know that we're but i want you to know that we're gonna find out uh so then they have a whole thing about you make me puke really well you make me puke and then yada yada <laughs> so then eddie takes a step towards uh towards him the customs guy held his ground for a moment and then something in eddie's eyes a crazy color that seemed half hazel half blue made him mm-hmm. step back against the against his will i'm not Tyrion. eddie roared quit now just quit leave me alone the silence again then the older man turned around and yelled at someone didn't you hear me get his clothes and that was that oh i i, I do just love the way oh, that Ed, yeah eddie's had enough eddie's had enough yeah all caps eddie all caps <laughs> and italicized
0: <laughs> okay so you're saying that eddie was in control the whole time okay i, I thought that roland was like actually answering the questions and stuff but no I no, no. i think it was eddie. Yeah. Be cool yeah Oh, awesome. All right. Because the
1: other thing is, Roland wouldn't know to make all the Miami Vice and Reader's Digest references.
0: Oh, that's very true. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so onto section two. Hey, you think we're being tailed? The cabbie asked. He sounded amused. Then he turned for- forward. Why do you say that? Keep looking out the back window. I never thought about being tailed, Eddie said. This was the absolute truth. He had seen the tails for the first time he looked around. Tails, not tail. He didn't have to keep looking around to confirm their presence. Outpatients from a sanitarium for the mentally retarded would have trouble losing Eddie's cab on this late May afternoon. Traffic on the LIE was sparse. I'm a student of traffic patterns. That's all. Oh, Gabby said. In some circles, such an odd statement would have prompted questions, but New York cab drivers rarely question. Instead, they assert, usually in a grand manner. Most of these assertions begin with the phrase, This city, as if the words were a religious invocation preceding a sermon, which they usually were. Instead, this one said, Because if you did think we were being tailed, we're not. I know. This city. Jesus. (laughs) I've told plenty of people in my time. You'd be surprised how many people jump into my cab and say, follow that car. I know, sounds like something you hear in the, only here in the movies, right? But like I say, art imitates life and life imitates art. It really happens. And as far as shaking a tail, it's easy if you know how to set the guy up. You... And then, so Eddie tunes about and he realizes that the tails, um, what they are is a, what, a blue sedan? And yeah, Blue a, Sedan
1: seems to be the customs. Mm-hmm.
0: Truck says Janelli's Pizza. Um. Yeah. So, obviously, they let him go, but they are following him.
1: Oh, totally, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... And then... uh after talking about some of the graffiti on the Ginelli's Pizza, uh, <laughs> Eddie thinks, uh, Ginelli. there was only one Ginelli Eddie knew. He ran a restaurant called Four Fathers. The pizza business was the sideline, a guaranteed stiff, and an accountant's angel. Ginelli and Balazar, they went together like hot dogs and mustard. According to the original plan, there was to have been a limo waiting outside the terminal with a driver ready to whisk him away to Balazar's place of business, which was a midtown saloon. But of course, the original plan hadn't included two hours in a little white room. Two hours of steady questioning from one bunch of customs agents, while another bunch first drained and then raked the contents of Flight 901's waste tanks. Looking for the big carry, they also they also suspected the big carry that would be unflushable, undissolvable. Uh, so, there was no limo, uh, yada yada. The limo driver would have known better than to use the car's telephone, which was actually a radio that could be easily monitored. Balazar could call people, find out Eddie had struck trouble, and get ready for trouble of his own. Uh, Balazar might have recognized Eddie's steal, but that didn't change the fact that Eddie was a junkie. A junkie could not be relied upon to be a stand-up guy. And I feel like that's very much like the mafia definition of a stand-up guy.
0: Yeah, exactly. uh, Getting very good fellas vibes, yeah. Yeah, Eddie is way out of his league here, and he's very low on the uh, the totem pole or the uh, ladder of... Yeah. Um, whatever organized crime he's trying to get into, he's really just trying to get some heroin for himself with it.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I don't even know if he's trying to get into organized crime. I think he's literally just, you know, basically, uh, either Henry got in. uh, too deep with the his drug dealer, or Eddie did, or some combination that they were like, oh, okay, we'll we'll let you off the hook easy, and even give you some extra, but you got to do this thing for us first. <laughs> so I feel like this is very much they were looking for an expendable junkie, and Eddie Dean was it.
0: Yeah, um, I, I'm s- still surprised that you uh, censored yourself twice.
1: You <laughs> well, you know, there, was, <laughs> there are some things I choose not to say.
0: <laughs> okay. It's like cock and pussy or two of them, so. Just got to earn that explicit label. Got to earn the explicit tag,
1: <laughs> yeah, true. I did throw out, a, you know, an F-bomb there earlier, yes. but I don't know why. I just uh, It's probably because Cynthia's in the next room. I didn't want to, but then again, she's got headphones on, so she's not listening. <laughs> anyway, I
0: don't think it matters. Um, Doesn't matter. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, on the side of Janelli's Pizza, the truck says, Um, it's a good pizza. Instead of saying pizza, it says what I said before. So
1: (laughs) anyway, moving right along. Um, So let's see. So there was no limo. Uh, So this meant that the possibility that the pizza truck might just might pull up in the lane next to the taxi, someone just might stick an automated automatic weapon out the pizza truck's window and then the back of the cab and become something that looked like a bloody cheese grater. Uh, Eddie would have been worried if they had held him for four hours instead of two, and seriously worried if it had been six hours instead of four. But only two, he knew Balazar would trust him to have hung on to his lip for at least that long. He would want to know about his goods. The real reason Eddie kept looking back was the door. Mm. It fascinated him. As the customs agents had half-carried, half-dragged him down the stairs to Kennedy's administration section.
0: Hold on one second, sorry. Because we're about to like change time periods, right? Very true, yes. <laughs> so I just love what's going on in these sections as has been going on the entire Oh yeah, it's uh, very nonlinear. Books. It starts as, yeah, as he's in the cab already, but now we're going to go back to when he's being um, carried out of that room, right?
1: Well, I don't even know if it's out of the room. I think it's, at this point, he's being carried into the room.
0: Oh, okay. We're going all the way back. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. That's right. All right. So, as the customs agents had half carried, half dragged him down the stairs to Kennedy's administration center, uh, section, he had looked back over his shoulders, and there it had been—improbable but indubitably, inarguably real—floating along at a distance of about three feet. You could see the waves rolling steadily in, crashing in on the sand. He saw that the day over there was beginning to darken. The door was like one of those trick pictures with a hidden image in them. It seemed. Couldn't see that hidden part for the life of you at first. Once you had, you couldn't unsee it, no matter how hard you tried. Um, it had disappeared on the two occasions when the gunslinger went back without him, and that had been scary. And he had felt like a child whose nightlight had burned out. The first time had been during the customs interrogation. "I have to go," Roland's voice had cut cleanly through whatever question they were currently throwing at him. "I'll only be a few minutes. Don't be afraid." Why? And he asked, why do you have to go? What's wrong? One of the questions customs guys had asked him. All of a sudden, you look scared. Um, so anyway, this is all setting up that there's two times that Roland is going to leave him. Um, exactly. coming up. And it, I just love how Stephen King does that. The foreshadowing okay. is like, okay, you can expect this coming up. It's like a good teacher giving a, a lesson, you know. <laughs> mm. These are the things we're going to learn today. First, here's the first time. Um <laughs> And I I guess we find out later that Roland has to get um, his body away from the Lobstrosities. Is that what's going on? I
1: think so. I think that the the Lobstrosities are on the beach and they're a little bit too close to the door. Mm -hmm. But uh, I just wanted to point out that Eddie doesn't see the door until he has been through it and back. And then Ah. so then once he comes back through, now he can see the door, too. So it's like he and Roland are much more on equal footing.
0: Well, actually, um, Eddie's been in both worlds. Roland hasn't fully been that is in true. Eddie's world yet, right? Yeah, As Roland's himself.
1: body hasn't, yeah. So far, it's yeah. just been Roland's mind in Eddie's world, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So Eddie has a point up on Roland in that one. He's been Airport. in both worlds.
1: True. But Roland yeah. is more kind of aware of the situation much more, so.
0: Ah, of course.
1: So I guess, eh, potato. Potato. But point being, um, so so then we see the lobstrosities through Eddie's point of view. He saw things coming out of the waves. Things that look like refugees from a horror movie, where the effects are just a little more special than you want them to be. Special enough so everything looks real. They looked like a hideous crossbreeding of prawn, lobster, and spider. They were making some weird sound. You get in the gym jams, one of the customs guys said. Seeing a few bugs crawling down the wall, Eddie. This was so close to the truth that Eddie had almost laughed. Uh, He understood why the man Uh, named Roland had to go back.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty much, yeah. I do Uh, see enormous bugs. It's horrible. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so Eddie realized that if Roland didn't vacate it from the area he's currently occupied, there might not be anybody left to go back to. Suddenly in his head, he heard David Lee Roth bawling, Oh, I ain't got nobody. And this time he did laugh. He couldn't help it. So glad to know that Eddie is like us, that he constantly is hearing song lyrics relevant to uh, what's going on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I was looking up uh, Just Gigolo. Yeah. Uh, mm. <laughs> Originally, That's, what um, was that, uh, Louis Prima? Yeah, it was, well, Louis Prima, so originally it was uh, even further back. It was from 29. Oh. It was uh, mm. some composer, um, Leonello Casucci, the lyricists being Julius Brammer and Irving Caesar. Mm. Uh, but then it was made into a melody with I Ain't Got Nobody mm. uh, by Louis Prima in 56. And then David Lee Roth in 85.
1: There you go. I do love songs with a history.
0: Yeah, the village people did it, too. Oh, nice. (laughs) (laughs) And there was a movie, too. Apparently, uh, David Bowie. Yeah, Hmm. David Bowie plays the main character. He's literally a gigolo. I think it's during wartime or something. I'm trying to read the whole synopsis,
1: I never. Uh, I the only movie I knew that. Uh, well, the only movies that I knew that David Bowie was in was uh what was it? The man who no, fell uh, to earth Lab- and labyrinth, right? labyrinth. and uh-huh. and then uh what was it? The uh, Zoolander. Uh, he's in for a little bit right. during the walk off. <laughs> he is
0: in Zoolander. Old school rules. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> Anyway, good old David Lee Roth. That is a fun one to do at karaoke, by the way. Ooh, I ooh, can Skinny bop. Skinny bop. Skitty bop.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So this time, Eddie did um, laugh. He couldn't help it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why Why did he hear that? Well, is because
1: even... uh, Roland would have no body to go back to.
0: Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nick. It takes, takes me a minute to get the joke.
1: Oh, good. <laughs> So this is another one where uh, Eddie's references are very refined. Uh,
0: <laughs> this whole situation, Eddie had responded, only in the sense of peculiar, not hilarious. I mean, if it was a movie, it would be more like Fellini than Woody Allen, if you get what I mean. You'll be all right, Roland ask. Yeah, fine. TCP, man. I don't understand. Go take care of business. Oh, all right. I'll not be long. And suddenly that other had been gone, simply gone, like a wisp of smoke, so thin that the slightest vagary of wind could blow it away. Eddie looked around again, saw nothing, but drilled white panels, no door, no ocean, no weird monstrosities, and he felt his gut beginning to tighten. There was no question of believing it had all been a hallucination after all. The dope was gone, and that was all the proof Eddie needed. But Roland had helped somehow, made it easier. "'You want me to hang a picture there?' one of the customs guys asked no and he said and blew out a sigh want you to let me out of here soon as he told us what you did with the skag another said "What was it a coke and so it started again round and round she goes and where she stops nobody knows um <laughs> I, I just like how Roland came back to check in on him he's like yeah. I have to deal with something real quick you gonna be okay buddy <laughs> he goes TCB you don't take care of business um, True.
1: Yeah, I feel like that phrase has kind of gone uh, gone away a little bit. You don't really hear people say TCB anymore.
0: Yeah, it's uh, in respect, right? Take care of the TCB.
1: True. TCBY. Take care of business yogurt.
0: No, it's the country's best yogurt. Oh, is it really?
1: I always thought it was taking care of business yogurt. Uh. <laughs> it
0: should be. It is to yeah. me now. That's what I'll call it. Ah, taking care of business yogurt. No, it's the country's best... Or maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. <laughs> I thought that's what it was. Um, I
1: mean, your way makes more sense, but like,
0: yeah. I don't know why. Take I, I guess I always just... Uh,
1: maybe I would heard that phrase and assumed that was what it meant.
0: <laughs> so then what I would... <laughs> I mean, like the TV show, they'd probably like go back to Roland's point of view then and be like, okay, I have to deal with this. And you'd see him, like, crawling, I guess, away. But it should be to the tune of taking care of business every day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Dragon doors yeah. this way, get away. <laughs> <laughs> Kicking a <all> lobstrosity, <laughs> etc. <cetera.
0: laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, I don't even think he has strength to do
1: any of that, right? Oh, no, yeah. Like, uh, Roland said, uh, I'm sorry it took so long I had to crawl. So, basically, Roland is just full-on dying over there. From A, the infection, B, he's malnourished, C, he's dehydrated. He is just a Mm -hmm. man on the edge of life uh, over in the other world. (sighs)
0: Um, I like how he describes this uh, when he's talking about how the um are raising their h- hands mm. uh, each time a wave broke all of them raised their claws they look like the audiences in those old documentary films where Hitler's speaking and everyone is throwing that old Sieg Heil salute like their lives depended on it which they probably did when he thought about it and could see the tortured markings of the gunslinger's progress in the sand as Eddie watched, one of the horrors reached up late and quick and snared a, sneabird, snared a seabird, which happened to swoop too close to the beach. The thing fell to the sand in two bloody, spraying chunks. The parts were covered by the shelled horrors, even before they had stopped twitching. A single white feather drifted up. A claw snatched it down. <laughs> "'Holy Christ!' said he thought, numbly. "'Look at those snappers!' "'Why do you keep looking back there?' the guy in charge had asked." Time to time, I need an antidote. And he said, from what? Your face.
1: <laughs> your mother. <laughs>
0: <laughs> your face. It's ugly. Get, it, get your ugly your mug out of my... <laughs> uh, but I just love... Uh, the, the, dis- <laughs> the description of the lobstrosity is just taking out a seagull and... Exactly. And just snapping it in half it. from midair, my God. No lobster we've ever seen
1: Hell yeah, these are full-on, uh, basically just like the uh, army combat tank version of a lobster,
0: yeah. So this just also gets my mind going of where the heck is Roland, because he, is he in the world that he originally thought he was? Where did we start this whole book? He was just on the beach, and it was yeah, called when we started. Starler.
1: Right. When we started the book, he was on the beach, that was directly outside of the mountain that he and Jake had just come come through.
0: Okay, so, so it's sort of he's yeah
1: he's, he's still in the same world before. yeah he's
0: just never seen the ocean before so these Loptrastids have always been there he's just never been to the ocean
1: exactly yes. yeah
0: I just need a refresher and, every once in a while sorry everyone if I say the same things no no every no once in a while.
1: hey uh, always better to be you know better to ask too many questions than to not have enough information. <laughs> Yes. So, right yeah. Ahead. So, the cab driver dropped Eddie at the building in Co-op City, thanked him for his dollar tip, and drove off. Eddie's just stood there for a moment, zipper bag in hand, his jacket hooked over a uh, finger in the sh- uh, of the other, and slung back over his shoulder. Here, he shared a two-bedroom apartment with his brother... He stood there for a moment, looking up at it, a monolith with all the style and taste of a brick saltine's box. The many (laughs) windows in it made it look like a prison cell block to Eddie, and he found the view as depressing as Roland, the other, did amazing. Never, even as a child, did I see a building so high, and there are so many of them. Yeah, Eddie agreed. We live like a bunch of ants in a hill. It may look good to you, but I'll tell you, Roland, it gets old. It gets old in a hurry. The blue car cruised by. The pizza truck turned in and approached. Eddie stiffened and felt Roland stiffen inside of him. Maybe they intended to blow him away after all. The door? Roland asked. Shall shall we go through? Do you wish it? Eddie sensed Roland was ready for anything, but his voice was calm. Not yet, Eddie said. Could be they want to talk, but be ready. He sensed that this was an unnecessary thing to say. He sensed that Roland was readier to move and act in his deepest sleep than Eddie would ever be in his most wide awake moment. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so yeah I I just love that sentence right there it just it made me think of uh there was this uh a uh, scene in uh, Parks and Recreation where uh, where uh, Ron Swanson is cleaning, like, a hunting uh, bow and arrow, and <laughs> Ben walks in and says, you really shouldn't oh, have ben. weapons at work, and Ron's like, anything could be a weapon in the right hands. That folder that you're carrying would be much more uh, dangerous in my hands than this bow and arrow would be in yours, and Ben's like, you're <laughs> probably right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh gosh and I feel it like that's definitely that. the vibe of Eddie and uh, Roland right now oh alright so there's like uh,
1: yeah one is much more dangerous than the other and uh, Eddie is like okay but just be ready and Roland is like Roland doesn't even dignify it with comment and Eddie's like of course you're ready you're Roland yeah
0: you're you're always ready. Right. yeah I got you I got you <laughs> Oh, this is very tense. we go from one tense scene to another tense scene with the same character. Back. You know? Exactly. And then
1: back to another flashback. Uh, mm-hmm. So the second time Eddie had let uh, Roland had left him had been no more than five minutes after the customs people had finally given up and let Eddie go. Uh, oh, yeah. The gunslinger had eaten, but not enough. He needed a drink, yada, yada. Uh, simple aspirin might knock down the fever. Do you have aspirin where you come from? I have never heard of it. Is it magic or medicine? Both, I guess. Eddie walked, went into the newsstand and bought a tin of extra-strength anison. He walked, went over to the snack bar, bought a couple of foot-long hot dogs and an extra-large Pepsi. He was putting down mustard and ketchup on the dogs. I love that he says ketchup and not ketchup. Just, <laughs> It seems like an odd <laughs> thing about it. Like, I, I feel like this is Stephen King's mane coming out. That I feel like New Yorkers would still say ketchup.
0: Uh, yeah I don't know the the vernacular for all that. So I think, think it yeah. was originally catsup and then eventually turned got to ketchup. James? I don't I don't know. Yeah. yeah I, I,
1: don't I, know. I told you
0: about the the company I wanted to start. Dogs down, catsup. <laughs> it's a, it's a ketchup company. But mm. Dogs down. Da- anyway. <laughs> Dogs down
1: cat. Oh, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> D- Dogs down catsup. Uh, Dogs down catsup. Uh, suddenly remembered this stuff wasn't for him. Well, too late now, Eddie thought. Uh, yada, yada, yada. Uh, Roland had told him he could carry food into his own world. He had already done something similar once, he said, when Eddie was asleep. Eddie found it all but impossible to believe, but Roland assured him it was true. Well, we still have to be damn careful, Eddie said. They got two customs guys watching us. Whatever the hell, uh, watching me. Us. Whatever the hell I am now. (laughs) <laughs> I know we have to be careful, Roland returned. There aren't two, there are five. Eddie suddenly felt one of the weirdest sensations of his entire life. He did not move his eyes, but felt them moved. Roland moved mm-hmm. them. Oh, a guy, in a, muscle, a guy <laughs> in a muscle shirt talking into a telephone, a woman sitting on a bench rooting through her purse, a young black guy who would have been spectacularly handsome except for the hair lip which surgery had only partially repaired, looking at the t-shirts at the newsstand Eddie had come from not long since uh so
0: i love so, that just that's pretty crazy it's just like roland's like in there just like controlling like the yeah. <laughs> the levers <laughs> he's got the joystick like, yeah. over here <laughs> there well, but you can just there, move there, his eyes without there. moving his head and stuff oh, i bad. know oh it also reminded me of um, how Roland's like the Terminator kind of at this point. He's like acquiring acquisitions, like hostile at three o'clock, you know?
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I do feel like Roland has got that sort of vision where he's like isolating individual elements that he wants to see. And he can, I mean, uh, I, I don't know if it's that's his quality of focus, but just the fact that he can like pinpoint exactly the things that are relevant to him in a moment.
0: Yeah, awareness. You know, he's like... The um, uh, Sherlock Holmes movie did it really cool. He kind of, like, mm. stopped time. The one with Robert Downey Jr. And he kind of looks around exactly. and he's like, all right, if I just do this, 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 and this, then I'll get out of this. And then, yeah. like, time started again, and he just did all those things. It was like, yeah. oh, cool. And I punch here and <laughs> do
1: this and flip this guy over, then he can hit that guy, and yeah.
0: <laughs> so that's definitely Roland, uh, His awareness is... Incredible. Incredible
1: words. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, they go on for a little bit more to talk about uh, why those people are... Uh, likely to be the ones who are tailing him like the woman keeps looking through her bag but she doesn't she never stops and gets tired of it and she never uh, like yeah. seems to find what she's looking for she just keeps looking the one guy yeah. who's on the phone his uh, his eyes don't have that glazed over look they appear to actively be looking around and they keep yeah. just finding their way to Eddie and the one guy the other uh, the last guy with the He's hair lip never seems to the same
0: shirts same shirts over, over and over again yeah <laughs> no, this one or this one this one this
1: one <laughs> mm. <laughs> um. and then also we've got uh so all of a sudden eddie felt five again afraid to cross the street without henry to hold his hand never mind roland said and don't worry about the food either i've eaten bugs while they were still lively enough for some of them to go running down my throat yeah eddie replied but this is new york
0: uh so <laughs> i thought that was great because like had, i i, I I keep forgetting that Roland can like read Eddie's mind, so like exactly. he buys the food, and he's like, he's like, oh my gosh, I don't even know if he can eat this stuff. Ooh, does he even like ketchup and mustard. He's like, I can do it. So it's cool that they have that connection without him uh, making it known. You know, like, exactly. Like so.
1: Roland's, Roland's not only reading Eddie's italicized thoughts; he's also reading the internal, like the the prose in between, in between the things. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he's reading Eddie's entire internal monologue. So I love it.
0: <laughs> um, he took the dogs and the soda to the far end of the counter and stood with his back to the terminal's main concourse. Then he glanced up in the left-hand corner. A convex mirror bulged there like a hypertensive eye. He could see all of his followers in it, but none was close enough to see the food and cup of soda. But that was good because Eddie didn't have the slightest idea what was going to happen to it. Oh, this is so awesome. Um, oh, we skipped that whole part that he got aspirin for him. Where did that go?
1: No, no, no! I said that he got aspirin.
0: That oh, was okay. earlier. So, um, which okay, so that was uh, aspirin does bring down fever, and this mm. is Eddie being very smart for um, Roland. You know, I don't know if taking freeze yeah. advice. What well, he's pretty far on so maybe the more
1: the better yeah he's um, pretty far along he needs when you need more serious uh, medicine sometimes you just gotta you know do get a lot of what you can get I guess which might not be good and that might not be good advice uh, I
0: don't
1: know I'm not a doctor yeah. and do not uh, uh, intend to prescribe any kind of medication do not take extra just because you have it <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's probably a bad idea yeah follow the directions on the thing exactly um, but, Put the acid on the meat things, then hold everything in your hands. Aspirin, good. Call the fluter cork if you want. Prick Eddie, just do it. was he going to call him Prick? <laughs> prisoner, I think. Oh, <laughs> uh, prisoner, is that one?
1: Yeah, prisoner. <laughs> I feel like whenever Roland gets like annoyed with him, I feel like prisoner like comes out as the first thing that he thought of to call Eddie. So yeah.
0: Oh man, because he has called him that before, right? Presenting. Yeah, exactly. When he was yelling like, at him at prisoner? one point. Why do you
1: keep calling me the prisoner? Yeah.
0: Oh, I so was calling him Prick. <laughs> listen to you, a little. <laughs> Call <it> Flutergork. <laughs> I wonder what Flutergork means.
1: <laughs> Another, just a little fun, nothing word, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, is Addison still around? Is that a, a uh, ooh, good question? Or is it something that went defunct? Definitely remember had good commercials.
1: <laughs> uh, Anacin's still yes. around, yeah. Oh, all
0: right. Still got so a website like and everything. Headache medicine that
1: much. Hmm. Um, True. I'm usually more of a ibuprofen of some sort guy rather than aspirin.
0: Yeah, it hurts. Not good for kidneys.
1: Very much so. Yeah, like I heard somebody say that, uh, like if aspirin was a new uh, medication, it would never get passed. It's just because it's been sort of grandfathered in that it still gets made.
0: Right, right, exactly. Yeah. So everybody, be careful out there. Go, uh, exactly. Your local doctor. Do not take too,
1: many, too much aspirin.
0: Yeah, take what's right for you. Mm. <laughs> um, anyway, so so you had to take off the the childproofing. That would have been a nightmare for Rollins.
1: Yeah. Not only just because uh, he's from another world and has never seen childproof caps before, but also because he's got, you know, he's withered away and is oh, basically right. dying at this point. Two,
0: two fingers missing, too. Two fingers I missing, guess. exactly, yeah. I guess you could do it if you pushed down. Yeah, if stuff, you but, yeah. held
1: down with your right hand, the the three main fingers could still sort of hold the bottle and then use your left hand to to open the top, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't think I use my fingers at all every time I do this. Uh, But anyway, so you got about three now, three later, he said, if there is a later. Um, Now what? Hold all of it. And this is the coolest part. (laughs) Mm. Eddie glanced into the convex mirror again. Two of the agents were strolling casually toward the snack bar, maybe not liking the way Eddie's back was turned, maybe smelling a little trusted digitation in progress and wanting a closer look. If something was going to happen, it better happen quick put his hands around everything, feeling the heat of the dogs in their soft white rolls to chill the Pepsi. In that moment, he looked like a guy getting ready to carry a snack back to his kids. And then the stuff started to melt. He he stared down, eyes widening, widening, until it felt to him that they must soon fall out and dangle by their stalks. He could see the hot dogs through the rolls. He could see the Pepsi through the cup. The ice-choked liquid curving to conform to a shape which which could no longer be seen. Then he could see the red Formica counter through the footlongs, and the white wall through the Pepsi. His hands slid toward each other, the resistance between them growing less and less, and then they closed against each other, palm to palm. The food, the napkins, the Pepsi-Cola, the 6 addison all the things which had been between his hands were gone. Jesus jumped up and played the fiddle, (laughs) and he thought numbly. He flicked his eyes up towards the convex mirror. The doorway was gone, just as Roland was gone from his mind. Ah, I know it's <laughs> so, so cool. weird. I would, I would love to see how they can show that in mm. you know uh, a visual way of it just like mm. melting away, like
1: mm. like,
0: and it good, looks like it goes from the outside in,
1: kind of. Yeah, it seems like yeah. So it was like uh, uh, first
0: then the hot dog, on first cup then hot then dog, then
1: cup first and then soda. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: so it was and just then. soda sitting there in the shape of a cup. <laughs>
1: Because I Uh, guess technically if, yeah, because if if Roland is pulling it from Eddie's world into Roland's world, then it would be, I guess, just starting from the things that Roland's touching and then working its way inward, I guess. Mm Mm-hmm. So, uh, there's something. Oh. Um,
0: Oh, I understand now. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so from what, yeah, yeah. Oh. Jesus jumped up, played the fiddle. I'm going to start saying that now, and like weird things. Weird phrases that he comes out with, yeah. It's almost like uh, uh, Colonel Potter in uh, Mm. Mash. He's got some great Jump Jehoshaphat.
1: True, there's not nearly (laughs) enough Jehoshaphat uh, now in regular Potter uh, 2023 parlance.
0: Well, we we bring back Jehoshaphat. Bring
1: back Jehoshaphat.
0: All right. Geez, jump up and jump. Play the food. Uh, so, yeah, rolling t Stug, Where do you think, um, I, I don't know if he comments on this, but uh, how do you think he enjoyed hot dogs?
1: Uh, we will see. I don't know. Um, oh, he does
0: actually mention it? Good. Um, true. We haven't Kevin, gotten to that point you, yet. how do you, when you're, say you're on, in New York, you're in Manhattan, you get a hot dog, mm-hmm. and then you have all the options, what do you right. get? Uh,
1: I always used to be a ketchup person, but nowadays I'm mustard. Uh, Mustard, and if it's got, um, let's see, if the sauerkraut is sort of like whitish, I'll go for that. But if it's green, no thank you.
0: Or is relish
1: green, now that I'm thinking about it?
0: Uh, Well, there Uh, there can be. Relish can be greener. I've seen yellow before, too. Yeah, but usually sauerkraut and mustard. I'll I'll go for all types of things, but... I. I think my favorite way is the way that Eddie did dress it. Just put ketchup and mustard? Ke- ketchup and mustard, both. I like that. Mm. But, uh, of course, you know, chili and cheese or um, mm. some white onions. True. Or the, I will
1: definitely go for a good chili dog, yeah. yeah
0: or those, uh, the red onions, too? Like, the, the cooked, like... Mm. Those are good. Anyway. Yeah, definitely. Um, hot dog, oh, uh, you're making me want Seattle, to go the reds. They have Seattle dogs. Do you know what a Seattle oh, dog okay.
1: Is? So what's the difference a between a Seattle dog?
0: Uh, Seattle Dog has cream cheese and caramelized what? onions. What? Yes. It's is it delicious? delicious. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it I just does think not I sound would. good to me?
1: Huh. It's very. What kind good. of a bun? Does the bun matter?
0: Um, not really. Um, okay. but, yeah, just a big but cream popcorn. cheese. Is it it's warm like,
1: cream cheese
0: or is it it's cold just Philly cream cheese? You know, I, I guess you could like warm, just room uh, temperature. I think it's cold. Yeah.
1: I don't know. That does not sound good to me. I mean,
0: I, I suppose we will have to try it, but yeah, the gonna try it sometime. You'll, you'll mock it until you try it. Seattle, problems. I guess
1: not. Yeah, true. <laughs> I, to me, it just makes me want to go to Red's Hut uh, for. Yeah, I feel Hut like is that's still my favorite <laughs> hot dog around here. Yeah, deep fried hot dogs with the uh, that like yellowish mustardy relish and mm-hmm. uh, a cheeseburger dipped in gravy. Delicious. Yes,
0: and it's got that like snap to the. Uh, hot dogs because yeah. it's been cool. deep fried for so long yeah nice weller ah, True. yeah hungry. my
1: second favorite okay. hot dog second favorite <laughs> hot dog uh before we move on from hot dogs uh boulevard drinks in jersey city right in journal square because uh, that that's my favorite like standard hot dog where it's it's not deep fried or anything but it, it, it still has that snap yeah when you bite into it Mm-hmm.
0: uh Liz actually just opened the door and said, dinner. And I was like, oh, perfect timing. You have no idea. Perfect timing. We have just <laughs> <don't> finished. Actually <laughs> made steak, though. Uh, well, we're done um, here. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'll just breathe down here. Eat hearty, my friend, Eddie thought. But this was this weird alien presence that called himself Roland, his friend? That was far from proved, wasn't it? He had saved Eddie's bacon, true enough. But that didn't mean he was a Boy Scout. All the same... He liked Roland, feared him, but he liked him as well. Suspected that in time he could love him, as he loved Henry. Eat well, stranger, he thought. Eat well, stay alive, and come back. So this is the second time he went away, huh? Exactly. Yeah. Um, close by were a few mustard-stained napkins left by a previous customer. he balled them up and tossed them in the trash barrel by the door on his way out and chewed air as if fishing a last bite of something. He was even able to manufacture a burp as he approached the black guy on his way toward the signs, pointing the way to luggage and ground transportation. Couldn't find a shirt you liked? Eddie asked. I beg your pardon? The black guy turned around from the American Airlines Departures Monitor he was pretending to study. thought maybe you were looking for one that said, please feed me. I am U.S. government employee, Eddie said and walked on. As he headed down the stairs, he saw the purse reader hurriedly snap her purse shut and get to her feet. Oh, uh, boy, this is going to be like the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. It had been one fuck of an interesting day, and Eddie didn't think it was over yet. Mm. I
1: love <laughs> that ending. It's so like, <laughs> well, so we go to the next thing.
0: Yep, everybody's going to be following me. And do you know where exactly. they followed him to? To the cab. They got into the blue sedan, and then the cab exactly. took him to the place. You know? yeah. um, do you think there's agents in both things, or is, is the Janelli pizza truck... Um, mafia like you said like we'll find out I guess we will, oh, I'm so excited mm. Mm.
1: <laughs> so what is your prediction for how this sort of next interaction is going to go
0: oh, well I think he's going to get picked up in that truck and they're going to take him somewhere else where he's going to have to explain some more to these guys or explain to the customs agents exactly. and uh, we're
1: now he's going to have didn't do two, a good twi- job of tailing him true <laughs> Now he's going to have twice as hard of a time dealing with the people who have no compulsion of probably killing him, if necessary.
0: Yeah. We're going to start cutting off fingers, you know, just like... uh, Yeah. Oh, man. Ooh, what's going to happen to Eddie. He is um, in trouble. He is in deep mustard and (laughs) catsup. Deep mustard. Good job. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Let's see. So should we read up to... Let's see. Um hmm. how many pages is this? Five, semi short. Let's read up to section eight. I feel like we could get through
0: that. Section so eight another four. Yeah.
1: Sounds good. Stick it where the sun does the yeah. sun doesn't shine, motherfucker.
0: <laughs> there we go. We ended another uh, expletive. Hooray!
1: Exactly. Earning <laughs> earning that explicit tag every week. This is the what you can it's like uh, as Charles Barkley always said, you get four fouls, use them. <laughs>
0: exactly. Just peppered in every once in a while. And, you know, every once in a, until a while. Often.
1: Stephen King likes to likes to <laughs> earn his own uh, explicit tag on his novels.
0: Absolutely. All right. Well, until then, Kev, I can't wait to read up Section 8. Uh, everybody, make sure you check us out online. Facebook, uh, check us out. Spotify, all those places. Uh, exactly. Music. and uh, I'm still working on some corrections. I've been listening to some of the old episodes, and I was like, eh. Not that we've been, like, right about everything, but we don't make too many outlandish things that we, like, conjectures without, like, Hopefully, backing them up with facts. True. <laughs> but, or times like
1: when I said, "Hey, why not take more aspirin just in case?" No, that's that's something we're going to backpedal on real quick. Don't <laughs> yes. don't take too much aspirin. <laughs> don't take aspirin.
0: Yes, and try to back-pedal aspirin, quickly. but yeah, aspirin will is... damage
1: your your livers and ca- your liver very
0: badly. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, hopefully, it is uh, helping Roland out, in his uh, infection and his fever is going down. Exactly. Uh, but until next week. Um, Kevin, long days and pleasant nights. And may you have twice the number. I love you, brother. Love you, too. Bye-bye.